Hey guys, this is Ben Taylor with Raw Motivations. I'm on here today because I want to talk to you about narcissists and the breakup. Specifically, the thought process, the mindset, and kind of what they go through in the process of breaking up. Literally, in this book that I've been reading, Psychopath Free, it literally has like a step-by-step like checklist of what the psychopath, sociopath, toxic person is going to go through. And a lot of times you're going to identify with some of this to be able to see it in your own life of, hey, this is what they did they followed this list of things to get us to the place where we are today. So I want to talk to you about that. If you guys don't know who I am by now, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist. I'm on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. And I do that on several different platforms, dropping nuggets of truth, dropping ideas and thoughts, and trying to get into the mind of a narcissist to be able to say like, hey, this is me being vulnerable. This is me being open. This is me being honest about what's going on in my life, what's going on in past relationships, and this is what narcissism is. It's destructive. It's awful. It destroys lives. It destroys people. And it's stuff that people need to be educated on so they can avoid this, so they can set up the proper boundaries and this proper growth plans to be able to avoid getting trapped in these type of relationships. So I talk to two different types of people every single day. And I talk to some people that have been victims of narcissistic abuse. And I talk with them in one-on-one coaching and we kind of like work through different things to be able to break them free of that trauma bond. The idea that I know that this person is toxic for me. I know that I shouldn't be with this person, but I feel and I want to be with them. And then I also talk with narcissists, the second type of people that I talk to. And with them, I talk to them every once in a while when they contact me. I try to help them get into therapy, start breaking through the lies that they believe and that they've been believing and start being honest. Honestly, not a lot of people come back because working with a narcissist or someone that doesn't want to be self-aware is so extremely hard because they don't want to be self-aware and they don't care to because they've already figured it out. And the idea of having to dig down deep and be uncomfortable with that vulnerability of who they might actually be underneath the surface, a lot of times it's too scary and they never come back. So anyways, when you're at that relationship, when you're at the breaking point of that relationship, it seems like all this has been manufactured and all this has just kind of popped up out of the blue and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, like what's going on? Or sometimes you'll get to it and you'll feel completely crazy. There's a lot of different things that happen along the ideas of breakup. So with this, it actually talks about from the psychopath's perspective, like the breakup checklist. Okay, so it's really interesting. Number one, covertly sprinkle hints that they're interested in someone else. So prime aspect of like triangulation, like showing that they're interested in someone else, acting like they're interested in someone else, and being very like cautious of that at times, but putting it out there so that you know. It's not just like a slide comment, but it becomes more blatant, more blatant where you're like, wait a second, like, what are you saying? Like, what are you actually communicating? And the idea here is you want to continue that. So step two is repeat step one until the other person reacts. Because remember, a narcissist is looking for reactive abuse. Like they're looking for the person to respond in a way. When they respond in a way, then they know that they've got the upper hand. They've got control of that situation. They've got control of that person. So number one is covertly sprinkle hints that they're interested in someone else. Number two is keep doing it over and over until the other person finally reacts. Number three, calmly imply that you're being oversensitive or jealous. So the idea of like, oh, like you're, I'm just joking. Like it's no big deal. Or like, really? Like you're going to get sensitive about that? Like you already know like who I'm with. You already know what's going on. Like why would you be so sensitive to that? Like I'm not with that person. Like why does it matter? 
and making the other person feel like they're way too sensitive, making the other f- person feel like they're an idiot for being jealous or raising an actual concern of like, you seem to be awful infatuated with that person or you seem to be interacting with this person a lot to the point of like, I'm not sure where this is going. Maybe it's unhealthy. No, maybe you're just jealous. Like, don't you understand like what's going on? Like, you're just way too sensitive, way too jealous. Have you guys heard that before? If so, leave a comment down below because I'm curious if you guys have heard that. So number one, convert, uh, co- covertly sprinkle hints that they're interested in someone else. Keep repeating that until you react. Then calmly imply that you're being oversensitive and or jealous. Number four, give you the silent treatment for being sensitive or jealous. So it's the idea of like pulling back, like you act that way. All right. I think we just need some time. I just need some space. Like I need some space to process this and figure out what's going on. And then a lot of times they'll ghost you. They'll, you know, go dark for one day, two days. They'll disappear for hours on end. And you're like, I don't even know what's going on. And what it does is it starts gnawing at you. The idea of number five, repeat step four until you start to self-destruct. It starts gnawing at you. Like the idea of like, wait a second, like I'm the one getting punished. So I must have done something wrong. Like there must have been something that I did that's making them respond this way. So it must be me that self-destructive nature comes out because you have to find someone to blame in that moment because you don't understand why it would be someone else that says they love you, but they're not acting that way. Number six is use your self-destruction to convince the new target that you're crazy. The way, that way the new target doesn't feel like cheating is wrong. There's a lot of times people ask me on the platform when I'm talking about my story, when I'm talking about like cheating and relationships and things like that, and the things that have been in my past. And I know several people have asked me like, did the other supplies know about your wife? And the answer is yes. Every single one of them. Every single one of them not only knew about her, every single one interacted or was friends with her during a period of time. With this, the narcissist uses the aspect of the other person self-destructing, of the other person you know, going crazy, of having reactive abuse, all these different things. They use this to be able to paint a picture to the next person like, hey, I'm the victim here. Like Life has just been really awful, really shitty because of how they're treating me, because of how they're acting. Like You wouldn't believe what got said to me. Like You wouldn't believe what's held over my head. You wouldn't believe the list goes on and on. But it's that idea of making it so that the other person self-destructs and then you use that self-destruction to be able to convince the other person, hey, like they're crazy. So it's totally okay like if we're cheating because it doesn't matter if it's wrong or right. What matters is that I'm a victim and I'm stuck in this relationship and you're the only one that can help me. You're the only one that can save me out of it. Number seven, use your self-destruction to convince their friends that you're crazy. That way they'll have their full support from their fan club when they replace you. This is when you start seeing the narcissist sending out your texts, your screenshots, your pieces of the conversation to show other people of like, look, like this is what she said to me. Like, can you believe that? Like, this is how he's responding to my emotions. Like, can you believe that? Like, all this type of stuff will go out and out and out to the friends and to the people around them so that they have a base, so they have a fan club, so they have a group of people that understands that they are the victim in that relationship. Number eight, begin to patronize you and explain how much your unstable behavior is hurting them. So now you get to the place where you feel like you're crazy because the narcissist has painted that picture. He's 
gaslight. She's gaslight and manipulated you to the place where you think like, okay, like it's not that bad. They're just friends. They're not cheating, anything like that. But then how you react and how you respond paints a picture to their friends and family that, hey, this person is crazy. Like, look how they're responding. And the whole time people aren't realizing that's reactive abuse, that it's reactive craziness that the narcissist is putting on that ends up popping out. And then as that continues to go, what happens is then those actions, those behaviors that they're showing to the new supply, that they're showing to their fan club, to their friends, all that type of stuff, those actions then start getting validated by those other people. Fan club, the friends there are like, wow, you know, that's that's pretty awful that she did that to you. Like, I can't believe he would say that to you. And then the narcissist starts coming back to the relationship and is like, hey, like, I can't believe you're actually doing this. Like, this is actually hurting me. This is actually something that you're doing wrong, and you know what? So-and-so said that it was wrong, too. Number nine, choose the most in- insensitive way imaginable to dump you. How many of y'all got dumped like through a text or through a phone call even, or they just did it really quick, walked out, or they told you to get out? Like, What was that looking like for you? A lot of times, it's very disengaged because they don't want to have that interaction. They don't want to have any type of accountability, responsibility. They don't want to have to look you in the eye and say, hey, this is what's happening. They'd rather just leave, move on, and get out because they already have a new supply lined up. Number 10, wave the new target in your face to show you how happy they are without you. This is probably one of the hardest ones for people when they've gotten out of the relationship is they look down the road, they look on social media, and they see the narcissist waving their person, the new supply, in front of their face like 24-7. All of a sudden, the things that they weren't doing before, now they're magically doing with a new person. All the things you wanted them to do in the past, now they're fulfilling with the new supply. And they start putting that on social media, making you feel like you're the crazy one, making you feel like it was your fault, and making you doubt yourself. But you see, as you look through those different steps, it was already set up. It was already doomed for failure from the very beginning because of how those steps progressed. To make you feel crazy, to convince the new supply, to convince the fan club, to convince everybody else that you are crazy, and then be able to say how your craziness, which they caused, is hurting them so much. And you start apologizing for things that are natural responses for you to have. But you're not allowed to have those responses. You're not allowed to have those emotions. You're not allowed to have those feelings. Because that produces accountability, responsibility, and shame in the narcissist's mind. Nurses don't do shame. They run from it as fast as possible. Hopefully that was able to give you a little bit of insight. If you want to have more tips or tricks, check out some of the social media out there, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, TikTok, to be able to see like small nuggets of truth getting dropped daily. Uh, if you want to talk sometime about your narcissistic relationship, about your abusive relationship, and you want to get healing from that trauma bond, you want to try to work through some of that, rewire your mind with the idea of, hey, I have a story that's underneath the surface that's compelling me or wanting me to go back to this person. How do I fix that? We'd love to talk to you more. Click on the link down below. If you haven't already subscribed, listen to the podcast, Apple, Amazon Music, Spotify, anything like that. Thanks so much. Have a great day.
Hey, I hope you've enjoyed these episodes. I love interacting with different people. If you're interested, reach out to me sometime through my website, Raw Motivations. Would love to interact with you. Either send us a message there, uh, schedule one-on-one so I can talk to you and try to work with you through whatever whatever you're going through on life. You know, Whether that's a relationship, uh, narcissism, uh, whether that's just life trying to get from one step to the other and trying to figure out how do I break out of this mind fog of what's going on. Would love to talk to you more. We'd love to see you guys reach out and comment and like on different things. We've got Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We'd love to see interactions there. And as you're listening to this, like go ahead and rate us. Give us a couple of ratings just to help promote this message to other people so other people can have positivity in their lives as we're trying to grow, change, and help other people find that awareness as well.